This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Now, throughout the entire process, we'll need to grow the gap between our income and our expenses and then invest the rest. That is the key to financial independence. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two things. First, I'm going to walk you through how to create your financial independence plan. And second, we are back with our mortgage-free segment. This month, we are featuring Deacon Hayes from Well-Kept Wallet, who recently paid off his mortgage early. And he has some tips for us about how to make this complete debt freedom a possibility for all of us. All right, let's jump into today's show. You've heard about financial independence, the personal freedom, the new options, the relaxed lifestyle. It all sounds amazing, right? But you don't know where to start. Well, It's time for us to create our financial independence plan. Now, just like any other major goals you'll have in life, you need to develop a pathway to get there. Think about graduating from college or landing your first career or even finding the partner of your dreams. That all took focused attention and clear direction, right? So financial independence, it's no different. Once that pathway is laid out, though, achieving your big goals becomes a lot easier. And when you arrive at your desired destination, you'll remember why you worked so hard to get there in the first place. The victory will be that much sweeter. So let's do this. Let's define our financial independence plan. Now, there are varying definitions of what financial independence means. And in a sense, I think they're all correct. You know why? Because everyone's situation is unique. What independence means to one person may be completely different from another. My financial independence plan may mean having enough in my savings account to take a chance on an entrepreneurial venture, while another person may feel financially independent when they have enough passive of income to cover their annual expenses. So it's all personal. That's why they call it personal finance, right? Here are some different stages to consider as you are defining your financial independence plan. The first one, a comfortable emergency fund. Yes, when you have three to six months of expenses in the bank, as is recommended by a lot of financial experts, you can cover yourself for everyday emergencies and even job loss. This money in the bank has a way of not only improving your financial health, but your mental health as well. Knowing you're protected and that you're protecting your family from the financial trip hazards of life can help you feel calmer and less stressed. When you have an emergency fund, you're also helping yourself stay out of any further debt. Instead of paying interest to the bank or the credit card company, you can earn interest as you shield your money in a high-yield savings account. The next stage is debt-free. 
In this stage, you have no consumer debt in your life anymore. No credit cards, no student loans, not even a car loan. Life feels pretty good when you're driving a paid-for car. When debt is eliminated from your life, you can use more of your money for fun, for travel, and investing for the future. The next stage would be mortgage-free, one of my personal favorite milestones. With housing being one of the largest expenses in our family's budget, eliminating your mortgage forever can have a lifelong positive impact on your family for generations to come. Our family paid off our mortgage in five years, and since then, we've been able to design our lives according to more of what we want to do instead of what we have to do. The next stage would be Coast Fire. Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot over the past couple of weeks. We've been told forever that we need to keep investing for our retirement. The more, the better. Max it out forever and ever. But at what point can we take a break and let compound interest do its magic? That is what Coast Fire is all about. For example, let's say you have a half a million dollars saved for retirement by age 40 and your annual expenses are around 60,000 bucks. If you continue to invest that $500,000 in the stock market and earn a conservative 5% return, that's very conservative, and you don't put another dime in your account, you could expect to have 1.6 million almost 1.7 million in your account by age 65. That is quite a bit of money for not doing anything for 25 years, essentially just letting the money sit there and grow. With a 4% safe withdrawal rate, you could easily live on around $67,000 per year. And that doesn't include any social security. And I guess we don't know if that's going to be around in a few decades, but either way, it's a pretty intriguing concept, right? Now, everyone's situation is different, and depending on how your retirement funds are invested, you may have to pay taxes in your retirement years on the investment income. So be sure to work with a certified financial professional, because I am definitely not one. (laughs) Work with them on this concept or any other investment or retirement plans to make sure your plan is intact. The next stage would be millionaire status. Yeah, this stage is as straightforward as it comes. When you've increased your net worth to a million bucks, you are officially a millionaire. Now, in the end, this is just a number, but when you peel back the layers of what your net worth is made of, that's when you can feel the real financial independence. Maybe you've got no debt, you've got no mortgage, you've got income-producing assets, and a healthy retirement savings. Talk about less financial stress. All right, the next stage would be semi-retirement. When you feel comfortable enough to slow down with traditional employment and maybe work, I don't know, 20 to 30 hours per week instead of the full grind of 40 to 60 hours, you are now experiencing semi-retirement. You can realize this stage by reducing your expenses enough where you don't need as much to live on. Or perhaps you've developed enough passive, or like I like to say, happy active income sources to cover your needs. That would be like your housing, food, transportation, and utilities. But you still want to do some work to cover the wants. And that would be things like travel, entertainment, and you know, eating out, stuff like that. 
having the ability to open up more of your week to relaxation and healthy living, that can do wonders for you and your family. I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of really exciting people on the show about this whole semi-retirement movement. You guys have heard our interviews with Jessica from the Pioneers recently, Angela Rosman, and Crystal Lee Beck. All of these women are developing a lifestyle that works well for them and their situations, and it's really inspiring. And then the last stage would be optional work. Now, that's the point when you have enough money from passive or happy active income sources to cover all of your living expenses. Yes, this can be a reality. But as you can see, it takes time and many, many stages before it to make it a reality. Now, these income sources can come from a variety of places, from the early retirement folks that I've spoken to that you've heard a lot on this show, those have fallen into these categories. Stock dividends, taxable brokerage investment withdrawals, real estate investing, digital passive income. That could be things like advertising or affiliate income off of a website. And then lastly, the one I'm working on, a small business. <laughs> Building up any of these five areas where you can live off of them fully, that can take decades of work. That's why if you want to get to the optional work stage, it helps to start early. Now, these stages are all great, and maybe you can decide which one is best for you or which stage you're pushing towards. But it's also important to decide why you want to pursue financial independence. Like defining our specific stage or our financial independence plan, deciding why you want to be financially independent is quite personal as well. There could be a variety of reasons to consider a life of financial independence. And here are just a few. Healthy living. Yeah, perhaps you're working so many hours to pay for bills and a life that you can't afford that it's taken an adverse effect on your physical and mental health. When you're in control of your money, you have the ability to structure your day in a way that promotes healthy living. Also, you could do it for more family time. For some new parents, creating a financial independence plan can quickly become a necessity. I remember when I was an expectant father and Nicole and I were waiting for our firstborn this is when things really started to click for us. We wanted to get our financial house in order right away because we were going to be parents and we wanted options to be able to spend more time with our kids. And that personally was one of the main drivers for me and my desire for financial independence. Or maybe you want to spend more time with your parents as they're getting older. Maybe they're aging and they need more of your support or you just want to spend more time with them. You're going to be glad that your financial independence plan was put in place years before. And another reason to consider it is just pursuing a passion. For some of us, you know, me, I guess I'll just say it bluntly. <laughs> I pursued a career path that wasn't my true passion. And I looked back 15 years later after doing it for a really long time and asked myself, why am I doing this? Why am I continuing to work in this situation? And at the time, I had a passion that I was really excited about. This, what I'm doing with you guys right now. And our financial situation, fortunately, was set up in a good way for me to make a choice to pursue that work instead of work that I had to do. 
Now, for everybody else, this could be a small business or a different career path altogether, and maybe it doesn't pay as much, or just generally volunteer work that fills up your heart. And if we're lucky, we choose a passion that gives us a healthier lifestyle and more family time as well. So those are just a few reasons to maybe consider you know, pursuing financial independence. And the point of finding that reason is that it's going to be a lot of work when you start to implement it. And you need to look back to that reason to say, this is why I'm hard charging to achieve financial independence. Now, achieving financial independence is a lot of work and you're going to need the right tools to make it a reality. So I've laid out a few ideas for you to make this a little, little easier for you. And the first idea is to build and live on a budget. Yes, you guys have heard me talk about the budget quite a bit on this show, but tracking your personal cash flow with a budget has most definitely been the number one response that I received from the podcast guests that I've had on here, the over 200 now that have talked about how they've achieved financial independence or just one with money in general, tracking their spending. That has been the big response. This is something that you can do, track your spending. Because if you don't know what is happening with your money, your money is going to happen to you. A lot of people know their income by heart, right? But not everybody knows what they spend each month. And that information can be more powerful when it comes to your financial independence plan, because it's all about understanding your annual expenses and how much you need to comfortably live. Now, fortunately, tracking your expenses has become a whole lot easier recently. There are a ton of financial tools, automated budget tools that make the process easy. Mint is a program Nicole and I have been using for a really long time. It's very simple, intuitive. It's got a nice app and it's free. Great price. Tiller is also a great option for those spreadsheet fans out there. And Zeta is another great one that's designed specifically for couples. So look into any of those to help you make your budgeting plan flow more smoothly. Another plan that you can do to help your financial independence plan move forward is to track your net worth. Yeah, when Nicole and I were in our late 20s, man, we thought we were super rich. We had a combined six-figure income and we thought we were just awesome. (laughs) And little did we know as we started to put together the numbers that our net worth was negative $50,000. Yeah, negative. That was the true definition of our wealth. And after that realization, we've been tracking our net worth ever since. So for people out there that don't know what net worth is, it is your assets minus your liabilities. That is all the stuff you own, your assets, minus all the stuff you owe, your liabilities. So your assets would be things like your home, your investments, your cash, and even your cars. They've got value. And then your liabilities would be things like your credit card debt or your car loans or your home mortgage or your student loans. So you take the assets, you minus the liabilities, and then you get your net worth. So when we started tracking in 2010, our assets were $176,000. That sounds pretty good, right? But our liabilities were $226,000. So that meant our net worth was negative $50,000. So if you don't know what yours is, this could be a great time to figure it out, right? Take those assets, calculate them all. Take those liabilities, calculate them all. Take assets minus liabilities and see what you got. And if you want to improve your net worth, once you write it down that one time, start tracking it going forward and see what you can do to slowly improve it. 
Eliminating your debts is a great place to start. Investing for the future, taking advantage of your office place 401k and investing. These are all good options to build that net worth after you start tracking it. And another tool to use in this financial independence plan is to automate your investments. Your net worth and your wealth can start to truly grow when you invest your money. Compound interest is a magical and mathematical wonder as it helps your money to make new money. And in the case of saving for your retirement, that process can continue on for decades. When you're automatically investing each month through your 401k or a Roth IRA, you are making a commitment to your financial independence plan. And after a while, you'll forget you even had access to that money because you've gotten so used to living without it. As an example, I invested in my 401k from 2014 through 2020, and I maxed out my annual contribution. So I was really going at it. After six years and a generous 15% match from my employer, I walked away with a balance of almost $200,000. Yes, the stock market did surge upwards substantially during that time. It was like a bull market and we had some great times, but there were some ups and downs. But you know what? I didn't pay attention to the noise. I left my investments alone and I let automation do the work. If you're unsure of what to invest in for your workplace 401k or IRA, Bloom is a great partner that can help. If you guys want to check them out, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Bloom. That is three O's, B-L-O-O-M. For a small fee, a robo-advisor service through Bloom helps you to select the right funds and helps you to rebalance your account. So with the automation piece, as well as tools like Bloom, that can give you the opportunity to relax and focus on other things in life besides the ups and downs of the stock market. And if you don't want a robo-advisor, Consider an actual human where you can get some professional help and consider a fee-only financial planner that is a fiduciary. That's someone who is out for your best interest, not theirs. XY Planning Network is a great resource or Facet Wealth. You guys have maybe heard them on this show. Those are two organizations to consider that adhere to that financial advising ethical code that is working in your best interest and not theirs. So in conclusion, by defining our financial independence plan and deciding which path is right for us and using the right tools, we will achieve our goals. It may not be a quick road, but it's definitely going to be one that has purpose, direction, and clarity. Now, throughout the entire process, we'll need to grow the gap between our income and our expenses and then invest the rest. That is the key to financial independence. And when we reach our milestones, we got to be sure to celebrate them, celebrate them with the people we love and make the changes that we've decided, right? We said, hey, if we're going to reach this milestone, we're going to do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you celebrate. Make sure you update the kitchen or make sure you work less if that was what your plan was because you're doing something incredible for yourself. You're doing something incredible for your family. And if you have the opportunity, you're doing something incredible for those that you teach along the way. Well, that's how I thought maybe we could create a financial independence plan. I want to hear from you, though. What are you guys doing to create your financial independence plan? 
please let me know. Touch base with me on Instagram or Facebook at Andy Hill MKM. I'm also on Twitter at Andy Hill MKM. Touch base with me on social. I would love to hear what you're doing with regard to your financial independence plan. And if this is something important to you, I'd love to hear from you. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. How would you like to own your home outright? What would it feel like to never make a mortgage payment ever again? On our mortgage-free segment today, we're going to interview Deacon Hayes from Well-Kept Wallet. Deacon is an author, a blogger, and a personal finance expert who's focused on helping the average person improve their financial lives. His advice and expertise has been featured in major publications like Yahoo Finance, CNN Money, and Forbes. We're going to chat with Deacon today about how he paid his mortgage off early and how others can do the same. Welcome to the show, Deacon. 
Hey, Eddie, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Well, we've known each other for a little while now, so I'm glad to have you back on the show. Last time we had you on, we were talking about how to retire early and reach financial independence. So I'll put that link in the show notes for everybody to check out too. But today we're going to talk about this big victory you guys have had in your lives of paying off your mortgage. But let's start with your journey. Originally, you had $52,000 of debt. Is that right? And how did you accumulate that debt in the first place? Yeah, so it was basically consumer debt. So it was car loan, student loan debt, credit card debt. So in our minds, it was just kind of like normal living, right? It's like, oh, I got to go to college. Let's get a student loan. Like, oh, I need a new car. Let's get a car loan. Oh, let's go. We want to go on a honeymoon. Let's put it on a credit card, right? So to us, that was just how we lived our lives back then. That was all we knew. So at what point did you say, well, I got to get rid of this stuff. Why do I even have this? How do I get rid of it? Yeah, getting married. So, right, uh, I think... (laughs) You get married and you're like, okay, well, we have these habits and I don't think they've been, they were good habits. And so we combined our finances and realized, you know, combined between my wife and I, we had $52,000 in debt. And so we realized, okay, we got to create new habits and we got to figure out new ways to live life with money. And so we took Dave Ramsey's financial peace course and that was super helpful for us to realize, oh, hey, here's some practical things that that snowball that paid off smallest to largest. And so, yeah, we, we kind of applied a lot of those principles and we're able to pay it off in 18 months, which was incredible. That's incredible. 18 months, you guys combined together. It was a great thing that started off your marriage. And then from there, that sort of snowballed things for you. I mean, to use that term, as you already used, that sort of snowballed things for you guys with your home purchase and eventual mortgage payoff. So let's talk about when you decided maybe paying off the mortgage was a good idea. How did that come into your mind? Yeah. So just like after we're debt free, it's the next big thing. Right. And so we actually had a condo at the time and that we had been paying it down, but we still had a lot of debt on it. And we decided we're going to have, we're going to have our first kids. So we're going to sell the condo, buy a home. So one thing that we did was we put 20% down. So, you know, we bought this house for, I think it was about 200,000, put 20% down. So we had $160,000 mortgage. And so for us, it was like, okay, what could we do to pay this off faster? You know, and so I had a buddy that worked in the food conference industry, and he's like, hey, Deacon, if you come with me a few times a year, I'll pay a thousand dollars every time you come to just man this booth with me. And so, you know, it was an extra three grand a year that I was able to throw at our mortgage. Anytime we got like money back from taxes, right? So if we got a, a tax refund, I would put that money towards our mortgage. So, and then I, you know, I had uh, an online business. So anytime I had extra money come in, I would put it towards our mortgage. So it was really just saying, hey, anytime money flowed through, now that we don't have credit cards or student loans or car loan, it just went to pay down the mortgage. And so that's, that's the approach that we used. So yeah, any new money that came into your life, whether it was through earnings or side hustle or tax refund became fodder for the mortgage burning fire. I love that. That's cool, man. So you said the principal balance was 160 when you started. And then how long did it take you to pay off that mortgage when you began? Yeah. So I want to say it was between four and five years. And so let's just take five years, right? So if we're say that's like a little over 30 two thousand dollars a year to pay it down and so it was just at the time both of us were working like when we first started before my wife had got pregnant had to cure our first kid and so you know having that dual income to help but then she ended up deciding to stay home so during that time also you know we lost her income but in the in the meantime i've been building up my business on the side and so i was able to take the extra money for my business to pay down the mortgage but if you think about you know I I like to look at what can people do? I mean, I think five years is crazy. Like, I can't even believe we did that, right? (laughs) 
But I think that a lot of people could pay off their 30 year mortgage in 14 years or 10 years. Right. And so like uh, if they had just an extra thousand dollars a month or fifteen hundred bucks a month and, you know, you decrease your expenses, five hundred dollars, increase them five hundred you know, or increase, increase your income, five hundred dollars. Uh, then you have a thousand bucks to throw at your mortgage. Right. So that was kind of the philosophy I used was like, hey, how can we reduce our expenses? How can we increase our income so that we can put the most amount towards our mortgage and pay it off in that short period of time? I like that. Well, you talked about some ideas for, you know, making more money or or finding new money, maybe a side gig with your buddy if you've got some available time, you know, growing an online business, you know, tax refund. How about, you know, reducing your expenses or saving a little money if you have this, you know, mortgage payoff idea in your brain and you want to make it a reality? What are some things either that you did or that you'd suggest to people to help reduce their expenses? So small habits. So that like, so one of the things that we did when we go to restaurants is only order water, you know? And I think at first it was kind of weird because normally I'd get like a Coke or a beer or whatever it might be. And I was like, okay, no, I'm just going to get water. But if you think about it for two people, like if you each get a drink, it's like three to four bucks. And if it's an alcoholic drink, it's going to be six to 10 bucks or whatever it is. Right. So you're significantly over time changing habits that are now going to snowball into, Hey, I can put this money towards my mortgage. So that was one thing that we did. Another thing we use the cash envelope system. So just basically saying, Hey, we're not going to use credit cards for purchasing certain things like food, entertainment, that kind of thing that gave us some boundaries that like, Hey, we're living within this certain cash. Right? So that, that was helpful for a period of time to say, Hey, you know, we're only going to spend this much on groceries. And that helped us from to have that extra money. Some other things were like going through and just calling existing service providers, you know, internet, I would call like once a year and I just say, Hey, do you guys have a better deal? Right? Like, I mean, I remember we were paying like 20 bucks for high speed internet for a long time. I don't have that anymore, but that was a sweet deal where, you know, you just called in and say, Hey, we got this promotion for the next six months, you know? And so anything we could do to just reduce our expenses was huge. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how those cable bills or the cell phone bills or the insurance bills just creep up year over year. Like you're not paying attention. And then you look back a couple of years later, you're like, I'm not actually getting anything better for that, but they're charging me more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, th- and I think a lot of times they have these promotions. They want to keep you as a customer. So they're like, yeah, we'll reduce you from 60 bucks to 30 bucks. And you're like, I just cut it in half. And all I did was make a phone call. Yeah. And that adds up, especially if you're paying it every single month. And that additional money, like you said, could just go right at the mortgage and keep paying it down and become mortgage free. So another thing it sounds like you did is partner closely with your spouse on the finances in general. Did you create a budget? How did you guys work together on that? How did that work in your household? Yeah. So we definitely would have, we did more like quarterly. So after we paid off our, our consumer debt, we were doing like bi-weekly. So we're doing every two weeks, budget check-in type stuff. And then, you know, we're like, okay, we kind of have these habits and routines in place. So more like quarterly check-ins of like, Hey, how are we doing? Here's our goals, you know, that kind of thing. So for her and I, yeah, we definitely are on the same page. We wanted to pay it off in a short period of time. And so that was super helpful, but I, I was over, I was stressed out about doing it like every two weeks, right. Doing a budget check-in and then every month, even I was like, Hey, if we're, if we still have excess money to pay down our mortgage, then we're doing good. Right. Why stress about the details? So we're a little bit more lax on that. And so that, that worked for us. That's great. That's great. Well, yeah, checking in and making sure it works for both of you and also finding the speed that works for both of you to, to make it happen. So I understand you guys paid off this mortgage. Sounds like it took five years. That's incredible. And then you have now moved to a new home. Is that right? 
That's right. Yeah. So we ended up getting a mortgage again, right? So mortgage free. And you're like, but yeah, we, we had a second kid and we realized, Hey, we'd like to live in a different area of town. And so it costs more money to live there. And so we had to, we ended up taking out, like it was like a $400,000 mortgage, but we, we had paid off our previous house, but we, we hadn't sold it yet. And so we did it through Zillow instant offers. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but basically they, they basically just pay us a fixed amount. They say, Hey, this is how much we're going to pay you. So we just had to wait for that to close. And we rolled that, which was about 220 grand into our current house. So we had like 180 grand mortgage again. Right. So then it was just a, okay, well, how do we, you know, now snowball that mortgage and pay it off faster. And so we just paid that one off, which was, was huge. And I was like, hopefully we never do that again. Right. Like we're like, why do we need a mortgage? We're good. But yeah, we, we definitely, we did it twice. So we paid off our mortgage twice. So we have that on our that's incredible. So when did you buy this recent house? Was that just a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was, it was recently. So you had the pace and the development to keep going and pay that one off too. That's great. Yeah. And part of it. So we had a, there, there's, there's a lot of parts of this equation. We had a second home. Yeah. We loved it, but it's a, it's a lot of work, you know, for people that are thinking like, Hey, I want to have a second home someday. Don't do it. Like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, it was just, there were so many things from like scorpions, snakes, trees falling down, like you're like things you don't think about. You're like, Hey, I just want to have this getaway. You're like, Oh man, it was a lot of work. So anyways, we're like, why don't we sell that? There was about 50 grand of equity in that, that we could take to pay down this other mortgage. Right. So we did that in the process as well was get rid of this other asset that cost us money and, and roll that money in. But it's a different mindset, right? When you say, Hey, I don't want to have debt anymore. And so we want to be completely debt free. So we didn't own that second home outright either. So we had a mortgage on that one too. So, so we paid off three mortgages. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. We don't, yeah, we don't own that. Other <laughs> well, that's incredible. I like how your thought process is like, Hey, I want not only less debt in my life, but less stress. Cause it sounds like that second home was just more stress. And I know you and I have talked about that in the past, whether becoming a rental property owner is something that is fun or you want to do or a great way to build wealth. And, and it can be for a lot of people, but I think at the end of the day, it sounds like everybody would agree that it's some work, right? There's a lot of work that goes into being a rental property owner. Oh, for sure. And, and yeah, we turned it into an Airbnb when we weren't there. And then it was coordinating with your cleaner. And in, in our area, they didn't have management companies. Now, a management company might be a game changer. But for me, I was actually managing it. I was like, man, that, that's too much work for a second property where I'm like, I wanted to have less stress, not more. Absolutely. Well, so now that you are triple mortgage free, so what are you guys going to do with this extra money now that you have available resources and, you know, I guess, what are your plans? Catching up on retirement. So early on in my career, I didn't really put much towards our retirement because we didn't have a lot of money. And so, so now, yeah, it's maxing out retirement accounts. And then we have a heart to give to worthy causes. So we're giving more than we ever have been able to before, which is really cool and exciting. Putting kids college, money towards our kids college, like, my parents and my wife's parents didn't pay for our full college. And I don't know if we're going to pay for the full amount, but at least we're going to, we're going to put a decent amount away so that they have, that they have that there for them. So it's, you know, we've set ourselves up financially different from how we grew up and we're hoping to kind of change the legacy for our kids as well. I think that's great, man. That's cool. That's a great message. So there's somebody listening right now and they're saying, you know, I want to be mortgage free in the future too. What advice would you have for them today to, I guess, the first thing that they could do when they finish this interview? Yeah, I think the first thing to do is have that like mock-up starter budget, right? 
So that budget that just basically says, hey, this is where I'm at right now. And so basically you can go through and say, you know, how can I make this smaller, right? So I went through line by line on my budget and said, hey, how can I make my internet smaller? How can I make my electricity smaller? How can I make my car insurance? Like every single one. And you'd be amazed. You'll probably cut out like 300 bucks a month just by doing that one thing, right? And you're not really changing lifestyle. I mean, you might be turning lights off more intentionally in your house and you might set your timer on your water in your yard differently or whatever. But, you know, your lifestyle doesn't change much by that activity. Then the other thing is like, what extra time do you have that you can make extra money, right? Like I, I, when we were paying off the 52 grand in debt, I was delivering pizzas at night. You know, when we were paying off our mortgage, I was helping my buddy with his conference a few times a year. So it's like figuring out like what, what's out there that you can do now. And you know, online now there's crazy things where it's like, you can do voiceover work, you can do transcription stuff. Like there's so many things you could do just in your spare time to make extra money and not have a commitment of like a job, you know? So those two things, like create that starter budget, go through line by line. And then the second thing is, hey, what extra time do you have and how can you make some extra money with it? I think that's beautiful. And when you eliminate your mortgage, you now don't need as much for retirement anymore, right? Because you have less expenses in your life. So not only does it make you less stressed today, but it can potentially make your 60s even less stress. Is that right? Well, yeah. And that's the other thing. Yeah. You're keeping your, your expenses low. So that way, if you do retire, you, you have lower expenses, right? So that's the cool thing. Like we talked about the early retirement is if you change your expenses, you change how much money is necessary for you to retire, right? So really good point. Well, Deacon, I understand you have some resources like that starter budget on your site. Where can people go and learn more about resources like that and just hear more from you? Yeah. So best place is wellkeptwallet.com. And then the search bar just look for starter budget should be the first thing that pops up. And we also created a debt snowball calculator for anybody that's interested. I love stuff that's super simple. So I tried to make the simplest calculator out there because some of them are really complex, you know? So yeah, wellkeptwallet.com is the best place to go. Excellent. Well, we'll put that link in the show notes for everybody. Deacon, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Eddie. Financial independence and mortgage freedom. That is my kind of podcast. (laughs) As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Big thanks to Dan Tabbitt and Alec Collins for your support with editing today's audio and video. I appreciate your help, gentlemen. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show. Please connect with me on YouTube at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash YouTube. I have most all of our interviews on that channel. So if you want to try out watching instead of listening for a change, you can check me out there. I'm looking to hit 1,000 subscribers before the end of the year. And I think I'm at 600 right now. So it is a possibility. So if you would support me in going to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash YouTube and clicking that red subscribe button, that would be a huge, huge favor to me. And it doesn't cost you anything. And it probably would take you maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> so I'd appreciate it. Again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash YouTube. Just hit that red subscribe button. I hope to see you there. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, my son Calvin is going to end the show with a quote today from Warren Buffett. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Very good, my boy. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, let's plant our tree today and see where it takes us. Carpe Carpe diem. diem!